Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Here's the staff to Riley's. He drops back. Lucic looking for Everly. He's going. Going to the end zone. Now McDavid walks in right circle. Back to Everly. Touchdown, Eskimo. One-timer score. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. It's a very special edition of Inside Sports. Not only do we bring you all the fun and frivolity that we usually do, we also have a very special 6.30 Chad Santa's Anonymous auction going on. It's 6.06. Thanks a lot for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. Oilers games this weekend. Tomorrow they play the Anaheim Ducks. 6.30 face-off show. Game starts at 8. Sunday they play the Minnesota Wild. We'll have both games for you right here on 6.30. Chet, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lot to get to tonight. Sam Steele, Edmonton area product, invited to play for the Canadian World Junior Team. He's going to be on the show. He's invited to try out. Pardon me. He's invited to the selection camp. Uh, Ryan Garbett from the Anaheim Ducks. Jack Michaels on the show. We have the latest on the Oilers. We have time for open line. If you want to chime in on uh, the power play last night, Latestu, what's ahead this weekend? I have some thoughts, and I'm going to talk a little bit about being adaptable and how that helps your success in the world of sports. It might seem like something every player has, but I think it's pretty clear that not all of them do. 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. The executive director of 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous is Lana Nordland. Lana, thank you for dropping by. Hey, I've been here all day, Reed. Where have you been? I've been over in the sports department. <laughs> okay, okay. Folding my socks. <laughs> all right, so here's what we have. The sports lovers package, and we should say bidding is now open. Bidding is now open. 780-496-0063. Right, so you have to phone in. You cannot bid via text or email or however else. Twitter, anything like this. In. You have to phone in. 780-496-0063. Until 7 p.m. You bet. People are bidding for two Edmonton Eskimos season tickets. Yes. For 2017. Four tickets to see the Oilers host Minnesota on January 31st, row 23, provided by Kingston Ross Pasnak LLP, and a late edition. A Mike Riley autographed football. That's incredible. That's that's it's it's a fantastic package. It's a fantastic package. All right. Now, how have the there's been stuff going on all day, Lana? How would you characterize the auction so far? It has been um, an outpouring of love. I would say we have had we didn't know what to expect 
in this uh, economy and the way that the face of Edmonton is has changed over this last year. And we are so very grateful and so very appreciative and do not take it for granted. Whether you were the high bidder or not, you took part in this auction and you were willing to part with your money for Santa's kids. And it means a, a lot. It really means a lot. Just I get a little choked up about that. Well, it is incredible <laughs> uh, what what people how people have have, have stepped up yeah. and uh, and it's it's cool. I get a great sports package for the until uh, seven o'clock tonight. Um, I, I think we already have some bids coming in. What's our helper's name on the phone? Al. Al. He's on the phone right now. We've already had a couple bids, so he'll have to update me. Uh, Lana, I know we talk throughout the year, and you work so hard year round, but this is. This is like your playoffs. This after, is crunch time after, right here. I yeah. Know, I, I get a, can I use that? I've never used that. This is my playoffs. Absolutely. Excellent. We're co-workers, so you okay. can't really steal my intellectual property. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what's the, what's the big delivery weekend, and if people want to help, what should they do? Our big delivery weekend happens to be the weekend right before Christmas, which is December 17 and 18. But before we get to delivery weekend, we have to have the toys, and the toy donations are slow coming in this year. And so please... Uh, uh, get those toys out, drop them off at uh, a shopping mall, Costco, Toys R Us, or Canadian Tire Store, or please make a monetary donation so we can go out and purchase from our wholesalers the appropriate toys. If you haven't bought one yet, 9 to 12-year-olds are where we're really lacking, and that would be appreciated. But December 17 and 18 is delivery weekend. There is no pre-registration. You show up at Santa's Depot with your driver's license and your insurance, a smile, and uh, you're going to have a blast. And it is so rewarding to do with friends and family. Lana. What did Al hand you? Don't tell anybody, but you're my favorite co-worker. Oh, okay. Nick is bidding $1,000. Oh my God. To start us to off? To start us off hey, on the Sports Nick. Lovers Package. <laughs> Two Eskimo Seasons tickets for 2017. A Mike Riley autographed football. Four tickets for the Oilers in the Wild. Club seats January 31st, Row 23, Section 101, courtesy Kingston Ross Paznak, LLP. Please keep the bids coming in and help out 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. You know, you can just write these in big letters and hold them up to the window for We me. could do that then. Yeah, because okay. I feel bad you have to run in here all no, the time. that's why I brought out. Thank you very much, Lana. <laughs> Drop in again before we're done. I, I before, will. before the auction's and done. And for all the information on donation locations, how to volunteer and delivery weekend, please check out santasanonymous.ca. That is Lana Norden, the Executive Director of 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. You have until 7 to bid on the Sports Lovers Package. Nick jumping in with $1,000 right off the hop. You can text us at 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. An optional practice for the Edmonton Oilers today. They'll have a morning skate, obviously, tomorrow to get ready for the game against the Ducks. Oh, my goodness. Is this who I think it is on the phone? Is this Chris from Phoenix? Hey, what's up, brother? I'm just plugging away on a Friday night. Now, you're certainly not calling in to bid, are you? No, no, no. Right, well, I mean, not that I would stop you, but because you live in Phoenix, I'd be surprised if you would be bidding on tickets to Edmonton sporting events. Although the funny part is uh, I listen to the other uh, station every now and then. They, they have uh, jerseys. And I've, I've actually contemplated bidding on some of the jerseys because, you know, the American dollar is a little higher now, so I can probably get my money's worth. Um, <laughs> but what I want for Christmas is uh, is an Oilers power play that's consistent. Like, I don't get this Oilers power play. Uh, actually, let me let me touch, let me uh, say something first. Uh, the guy before you, was that Graziano, I think? Brandon Graziano. You might want to let him know that uh, Pete's Dragon is already out, and it's on, actually, it's on, it's on uh, DVD right now, so... Uh, 
fan. It's not, it's not coming out. It's already out. Yeah, don't tell anybody, but I didn't know what he was talking about most of the time I was on with him. I was and just the, going and the whole it. cell phone thing is pretty funny, too. I, I remember I remember having that uh, that Razor a long time ago, many moons ago. So <laughs> Okay. But anyway, this, this um, Oilers power play, like, it's... it's I don't get it sometimes. Like one get one game, it'll look like it's it's an amazing power play, and they know what they're doing. And then the next game, you know, they look completely clueless. Like against Toronto, we had six power plays and generated five shots. It makes absolutely no sense. Like let's, I, I've never played hockey, and I, and I lo- love uh, calling in when uh, when Rob Brown's in because he he, he gives a an awesome uh, perspective because you know you know he was a pro hockey player, but I always thought that it's simple simple. You need to be simple on the power play. Get shots on the net, and that's it. And and they did that yesterday, last night, and it seemed to work. And uh, all right, but man, I got a question go for you though. I got a question for you. What? What? Okay, they're 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 now thirteenth in the NHL at nineteen percent. And I'm just going to play devil's advocate because I've been frustrated with the power play at times as well. What is your definition of a consistent power play? Like. Because not even the best power plays go out there and get you, okay, one goal every game. That's consistent, right? I mean, the, all the power plays are going to have big nights and quiet nights. To me, to me, consistent would be actually, you know, not going over on a night or uh, not getting any shots or getting one shot on a five-on-three. Like, there is no reason on a, on a team that has Connor McDavid to not – have a dangerous power play pretty much every single time, and I know you're going to get you're going to get stymied every now and then. But come on, we went we went 0 for six against Toronto and had five shots, and we even had a one minute uh, five on three. It was just it, it's just it boggles the mind. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm pretty happy. Uh, all in all, we're uh, what three points out of first place. It's December first uh, out of first place in our division. We're playing meaningful games in December. How nice is that? We're usually uh, talking about. Uh, the first overall pick by this time every year, so it's good. Um, I'll call it a successful season if uh, we get to uh, the trade deadline and we're actually adding players okay. instead of subtracting players. And uh, Bob kind of stole my thunder uh, a few a few days ago when he suggested uh, possibly uh, going after Jerome McGinley if the, the Avs are out of it and we're still in it. Sure. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, I think he'd... Uh, he, he might relish the the chance, the opportunity to play for his hometown team, and uh, try to bring a cup here. Uh, it would be pretty cool. Uh, I went to that game in um, in Arizona, and man, that was bad. I have uh, I have the absolute worst luck. I think uh, <laughs> I think the last time I saw the Oilers win in person was uh, man, I don't even remember. It was in Arizona, and I think Radic Dvorak the game winner in overtime. Wow, okay. That's going back a long way. <laughs> Chris, it's great to hear from you, buddy. Great show, man. That is Chris from Phoenix checking in tonight, talking a little Oilers power play. Look, why was the Oilers power play successful last night? Uh, it's, it's because they shot the puck, and they didn't wait around, and they added a guy to the power play who certainly is not a prolific NHL goal scorer, but he will do what his coach tells him and he will play with his brain as much as he plays with his body, and that is Mark Letestu. And I want to talk about him and also someone the Oilers are going to play against tomorrow night. 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. Auction rolling along. Andrew now has it up to $1,300. That same number to bid on the Sports Lovers Package. 780-496-0063. Jack Michaels ahead as well. It's Inside Sports on Chet. 
630 Chad Santa's Anonymous will make Christmas dreams come true for more than 25,000 less fortunate kids. You can drop off a new toy at any shopping center, Costco, Toys R Us, or Canadian Tire, or at Santa's Warehouse, the Jerry Forbes Center at 12122 68th Street. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. The bid now up to $1,500. Darren, for the Sports Lovers Package, to help out 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, we're taking bids until 7 at 780-496-0063. This one's loaded. You get two Eskimo season tickets. You get four tickets to the Oilers and the Wild on January 31st. You get a football autograph by Mike Riley. Pretty good haul, 780-496-0063. We also have open line time if you want to talk about the Oilers or anything else that's on your mind. The Big L has texted 630-630. says, Reed, regarding the power play, the obvious solution is kidnap Patrick Laine. Well, yes, quite frankly, it is. That's quite a weapon that kid has, eh? I mean, he might, he has, he has a shot. He has a shot to lead the NHL in goals as a rookie. And let me ask you this. Here's here's a good question for you, and I'm not just trolling Toronto fans. Who would you sooner have for the next 10 years, 15 years, Liney or Matthews? That's an interesting little debate, isn't it? I mean, certainly you'd think Matthews is a better all-around player, but, I mean, who's who's a comparable shooter to Patrick Liney? Probably Ovechkin, and maybe the list ends there. Just a couple incredible bombs last night, especially his second goal. Dave Leppard says, Hey, Reed, I like seeing Dry Settle with McDavid. They have chemistry and a similar style. Do you think Leon would have an issue with playing on the wing long term if it was with the top line? You know, Leon has always said, I don't care where I play. I just want to play. I, I, you know, I, he's done both. I think he enjoys both. Um, I, I don't think it's a big deal to him. I think if that line keeps keeps clicking, there's nothing like getting your name on the score sheet. So I don't think he'd have a problem playing with McDavid and Lucic or whoever it was. I mean, look, no one's going to have a problem playing with Connor McDavid. Todd McClellan commented on the combination today. Vision and the sense of timing um, is sometimes two players click and they uh, and they get it going. You look at Perry and Getzlav for all their their time together. How much. Uh, how well they've been uh, producing over the years. They they think the same. They read off each other. They uh, they uh, you know they realize that there's cues uh, to trigger something that's going to happen next. Uh, Daniel and Henrik um, in uh, Vancouver is another good example. They just know where to go at certain certain points, and uh, there's trigger points. They. Uh, Something's happening. Something's about to occur, and they know where to go because that's the release point. And um, players that think the same uh, have that thought process uh, that matches. Well, I found that last night with McDavid and Drysaitel passes when they make them. You think to yourself, "Who is that going to?" Or nobody's going to get that. And then it's a cross ice pass, and it's right on the other guy's stick. So they definitely seem to have a bit of a mental connection. I think they see the open areas of the ice. They, I think they see passing lanes that other players don't see. Plus, they have the ability to get those passes through and receive them and do something with it. That, that was pretty encouraging. I, I mean, again, the issue with the Oilers isn't going away, though. The the issue is who else scores. Now, last night, you got a goal from Pouliot, hadn't scored in a while. Got a goal from Maroon, hadn't scored in a while. And you got 
a couple of goals from a pretty unlikely source. For Albertans, Edmonton wins the faceoff. Letestu doing the honors, and now McDavid kicks it back to Sekra at the point. Dries subtle, dishes, and a one-timer score for Mark Letestu. High slot redirect. Left wing McDavid. He'll carry it into the offensive zone for the Oilers. Lucic left corner, centers. Wrist shot score. Mark Letestu. Third power play goal of the night for Edmonton. Letestu second of the game. So Letestu now with four goals on the season, two shorthanded, two on the power play. Man, he almost got the hat trick last night a couple of times. He was asked if he was thinking about getting that hat trick. Would have been the first one in the NHL. Well, yeah. I mean, especially you get too early, uh, you're thinking about it. But uh, I really just wanted to win the hockey game there, uh, especially they get that five-on-three goal and pull it within a goal. Uh, some tense moments. So for Leon to get that fifth one was... It was nice just for us to kind of breathe a little bit. But, uh, you know, I knew I had the opportunities, and I was trying to bear down. Uh, it's funny. The the best shot I probably got off all night hits the post. You know, I fan on one that goes in. It's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. All right, so Latestu, big night for him. Two goals and an assist, third three-point game of his career. Corey the Butcher texting in. He says, hi, Reed, about Pouliot. I was happy to see him on a line with Nugent Hopkins and Eberle. I think he's more comfortable with them and therefore had a better game. I hope he stays with them. That's a pretty good second line. Thanks. That's from Corey the Butcher. Always good to know you're listening. Jared, I'm going to get to you on the phone line after the 6.30 Ched News at 6.30 because uh, I know I know you got a lot to say. I don't want to cut you short. I do want to say this, and I'm going to be a bit of a Debbie Downer here. Well, maybe not a, maybe just a Debbie Damper. I'm just going to put a damper on things. I'm going to throw a slightly wet towel on everything. Um, that was probably the worst performance by an Oilers opponent this season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing something. But to me, it would have been up there or down there, perhaps better to say, in terms of how an Oilers opponent played. So is that why the Oilers had secondary scoring? Is because they took it now. If an opponent's going to come out and have an off night, like I think the Jets did, then absolutely, you should ring them up and score six. Fair enough. Tomorrow and Sunday are different animals. And I'm not just talking about that one team is named the Ducks. They are different animals in terms of the strengths they have and the way they can grind you down and the way they can force you to play a mistake-free game. And the Oilers struggle to play a mistake-free game and they struggle to get secondary scoring in those tight-checking games. So that's going to be the issue coming up. Jared's up next on the phone lines, 780-496-0063. Still half an hour to bid on the auction. Darren has the top bid, 1500 bucks. Serving Edmonton and making Christmas dreams come true for more than 60 years, we are 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. And we have the Santa's Anonymous auction going on until 7. A couple of bids rolled in during the news break. Right now, the high bid to Elisa for $2,000. That's for two Eskimo season tickets, four tickets to the Oilers in the Wild on January 31st. Their club seats provided by Kingston Ross Pasnick LLP. And you also get a Mike Riley autographed football. So right now, Elisa, the top bid at $2,000. 780-496-0063. The Raptors lead the Lakers 67-48 late in the first half. Two NHL games coming up later tonight. The Wild against the Flames. The Canadians visit the Sharks. Oil Kings against Saskatoon at Rogers Place tonight at 7. On the open line, we have Jared standing by. Jared, good to hear from you. Hi, Reed. Doing well. How's your day? Pretty good. Uh, I just, you know, when I was watching McDavid and Dryside on last night, it just occur- occurred to me that there's probably only one thing 
that moves faster than McDavid, and that's the puck. And I think that Leon Draisaitl, he's got very nice hands. He's good on his forehand and backhand. And I think it's, it's interesting because there's somebody that is almost as good as passing as McDavid. So I think that may open up more scoring chances for McDavid himself instead of just always generating them. And then Lucic can go to the front of the net or in the corners. But I think it's a, it's a little bit different scenario than playing with Eberle or than when he played with Yakupov because now he has a guy to set him up that they did, maybe didn't have before. Well, and I think, I mean, he leads the team in power play goals. What is he up to six now? And Leon has figured out something that we all know from watching the game, but it's a lot harder to do when you're playing it, and that's most goals are scored within, what, 10 to 15 feet of the goal line, right? And where were Leon's goals yesterday? On the power play, he follows up a McDavid shot, flips in the rebound. He was right on top of the crease. Next goal, what does he do? He goes and makes a bit of a nuisance of himself in front of the net. Puck goes off to the side. And then he uses his skill to score on the spin, right? But the the skill doesn't help you unless you, first of all, have the determination and the willingness to get to the ugly areas of the ice. And, and I think that's part of the reason why Nugent Hopkins' shooting percentage is so low is because too many of his shots are from 30 to 40 feet away. And I know he has a great wrist shot, but most times you're not fooling the goalie, right? So so Leon, I think, has has committed to doing something that is very important to getting goals in the NHL. And I, and I just think like with Nugent Hopkins is, is that because he's concentrating so much on the defensive side of the game, slowly his offensive skills are eroding. And if you don't use them, you start you, you lose it and you start to lose that confidence. And it's going to take him a long time, I think, to uh, get back on track. And even look at Jonathan Tate. He doesn't get many points. Right. But when, when he was in Bantam and, and even early in his career, he, he had some very nice, like, dazzling goals. But now he's so structured in that defensive mode that it's not that easy for him. Like, I don't think he's ever going to score 25, 30 goals again. He'll be lucky if he scores 20. And I think Nugent Hopkins is in that, uh, in that same mold, and he has to... I think try to play more uh, offensively, but you know, not sacrificing too much in the defense. But it's it seems to be getting worse for him. He's more and more to the perimeter. He doesn't want to go to the net, and he's almost when players cheat on the offensive side, he seems to be cheating on the defensive side, so he doesn't get caught. So he's not even taking any risk offensively. And and I mean, what does he have? One offensive, uh, one even strength goal this year. Yeah, and, and two two power play goals. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, and they're they're gonna they're gonna have to find other scoring. I, I mean, I think, and it, again, not all the necessary changes are gonna happen this year. I, I think Shirelli would like to find maybe a couple more gritty wingers with decent hands, you know, that could maybe get you fifteen to twenty, you know, but yeah. but will go play in front of the net and and hit a little. I mean, I did a Brendan and I did a thing last year going into the playoffs on uh, who did we talk about? Uh, was it Craig Smith and Riley Smith? Okay. Two guys that can always get around twenty goals. They don't. They don't stand out, right? When you look at any stats leaders, but they always seem to be able to get their eighteen, twenty, twenty-two goals, right? I mean, who's gonna, who's gonna comfortably land in that range for the Oilers? I mean, Leon and McDavid will hopefully exceed it. Who else is gonna? Who else? Let me ask this: Who on the Oilers right now are you sure is gonna get to twenty goals? I, yeah, McDavid, uh, Everly. And, Some people uh, probably wouldn't list Everly, Jared. You know what I mean? 
I, I still would. I, I still would. Yeah. But there's been a lot of gaps in the in between goals for him too. And I think Milan Lucic will get twenty. I, I think he'll get twenty. And I kind of thought, you know, Pat Maroon could get like fifteen. Yeah. But see, then after that, uh, but you know, the interesting players that Mark Lutas do because he's kind of, you know, he's really good at the faceoffs and he's good penalty killer and he's good on the power play. He does all those uh, little things. And without very much ice time, that really add up for the Oilers. He's quite an effective player for, you know, how much they pay him and the ice time he gets. And so uh, that might be some some a player that a team may be looking to pick up from the Oilers at the deadline if the Oilers aren't going to be in the playoffs, right? Well, Jared, uh, thanks for calling. Keep listening though, because I'm going to get to something here. I think you'll find interesting. Okay. Okay, have a good night, Reed. That's Jared, 780-496-0063. 20 minutes left in the auction, by the way. Right now, Elisa, $2,000, the top bid for the Sports Lovers Package. Eskimo season tickets, four tickets to an Oilers game, a Mike Riley autograph football. I, I was just thinking about, about Latestu's game last night, and Ryan Garbutt is going to be on the show in about half an hour here. He's a winger for the Anaheim Ducks. He's originally from Edmonton. His dad, Gord Garbutt, used to do... Uh, color commentary on the Oilers broadcast on the radio. I interviewed Ryan this afternoon, so the, the interview is, is taped already. I want to play this clip because Ryan and I, and you'll you'll hear the whole conversation later, and I think you'll find it pretty interesting, but I just want to play this clip about one of the most important skills that he had and has to make the NHL and stay in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. You never want to get settled in your ways, and you always have to adapt. Um, I mean, if you look at guys now that can only play the skill game, it's hard for them to get called up because they need to be playing in the top six, and you need to be able to do whatever the coach asks you at any time, and I think that uh, definitely helped me along the way. So he's talking about adaptability, doing what the coach asks you at any time. And then I want you to think about Mark Letestu last night, who has played on the power play before, has been on it in Edmonton, has been on it in Columbus. You, you all know he scored at a, at a prolific level in junior A hockey. But he gets put in, and the Oilers' power play is struggling, and he helps them go three for four with, with two goals himself by getting a shot off, getting to open areas of the ice, and quite frankly, playing with his brain as much as he played with his body. And let me ask you this. When you look at the Oilers roster, what players would you describe as adaptable? And would you also look at some players and say that their lack of adaptability is hurting the team? Do you say that there are some guys who haven't been able to put themselves in a position to do whatever the coach asks? Now, Mark Letesto, Mark Letesto ain't no famous guy. I doubt any 11-year-old kids got Mark Letesto posters on the back of their bedroom doors. But he keeps getting a chance to play. And why does he do it? Because he does what the coach asks. He understands what is going on on the ice. He understands what they want to do with the power play. He knows fiddling around with the puck and never shooting and trying to be too fancy will not work. Why has Ryan Garbutt survived for 303 games in the NHL? Because he has adapted. And he said, I need to have a little bit of skill in every area or a little bit of ability in every area so I can go out there in any situation and my coach will feel comfortable. 
and I'm not going to get benched, and I'm not going to get demoted. So, I mean, I know the Oilers have a decent record, but I'm just wondering, is this a team that has enough players who are adaptable and can settle into different roles or do different things that maybe previous coaches have asked them to do? 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. Jack Michaels, Oilers play-by-play voice coming up. This is Cam Talbot. This is Oscar Clefbaum. This is Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Help bring Christmas to those who might otherwise go without. Please support 630 Chad, Santa's Anonymous. And you can help Santa's Anonymous right now, all you last-minute Louis. Just 12 minutes left to bid on the Sports Lovers Package. You get a Mike Riley autographed football. You get two Eskimo season tickets to next year. You get four tickets to the Oilers in the Wild that Rogers place on January 31st, provided by Kingston Ross Pasnick LLP. Elisa has the top bid at $2,000. You can bump her down, 780-496-0063. And we have Ralph calling in on the open line as well. Same phone number. Hey, Ralph, you're on with Reed. What's going on? Hey, Reed. I just wanted to comment on your point about adaptability and I think that's what made some of the Oilers teams in the uh, while leading up to the Stanley Cup run with Chris Pronger so exciting to watch is I don't know that there were a lot of players on those teams that would have adorned too many uh, back doors of bedrooms with posters you had guys like Marty Reisner Toby Peterson Rem Murray, Todd Marchant, Ethan Morrow, Mike Greer, Dan Cleary, Ryan Smith. I would say all of those guys, even Doug Wade, I would say to some extent were all fairly adaptable players. And the guys that we all kind of cheer for. And if I look at this, this Oilers team, I would say this Oilers team is much different. Obviously they have a lot more high-end skill, but it's I think a guy like Connor McDavid is adaptable, but it seems that with some of that high-end skill comes a lower chance of adaptability because the player's skill is good enough to carry them through at an elite level of, of uh, production at every level they play at. And when they get to the NHL, they're not able to change their game. You know, we look at a guy like Boyd Gordon. I think Boyd Gordon had 87 points one year for the Red Deer Rebels, yet he's never really been more than a third or a fourth line player in the NHL. And here he is still in the NHL. But I actually don't think the Oilers have a lot of players like that, not just on their current roster, but even in their farm system. And I do think it's something they're going to have to address. I think they could use a couple more guys like the the ilk I, or from the era I talked about about 15 years ago, and I think that's what's going to push them over the top, at least from their forwards. Well, and here's the thing, Ralph, and I know, and I mean, I hear it every day, why didn't Shirelli trade for a defenseman who can shoot? Why didn't he keep Hall and do something? I mean, I, I, I get all that. The GM is always going to have his moves picked apart. But I think at some point, once we're in season, we have to say to ourselves, okay, a, a player is demonstrating uh, a deficiency or is having trouble in, in this part of his game, right? I think we have to then ask ourselves, is, is he going to work on that? Right, and that was my point with Latestu on the power play. The power play clearly doesn't wasn't working. Why does the fourth line center have to be the one to come in and figure it out? Right, 
Like, why couldn't the existing players who are all skilled say to themselves, okay, when I was, uh, for, for, for since I've been nine years old, I've been stick handling around everybody and scoring, but now do I have to realize that there's a different formula to, to be successful? And I think that's what was frustrating against Toronto was you didn't really see them adapting to how Toronto was killing the penalty or to what wasn't working from an Oilers standpoint. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. And I take my hat off to a guy like Mark Lutesky for for recognizing that sometimes it's the simple things in life that really bring you success, right? It's not always having the most skill. It's about, I mean, just on a day-to-day basis, getting up, showing up to work on time and, and trying your best and doing what your boss asks you to do. Right, and that's and that's exactly what he did. basically that's what it came down to. He did what the boss asked him to asked him to do, yep. and the other guys, at least not to that extent, were. Now, I'm not saying that this is the power play is going to score three goals every game, right? But there was a little bit of simplicity, and uh, to what Mark was doing, and he even did it against Toronto, where he just took a couple one timers because he just thought to heck with it. I'm just going to blast the puck because that's how this power play is supposed to function. That's all Ovechkin does. Well, good point. Does it weigh harder than most guys? Who do you think has a better shot, Ovechkin or Line? Uh, I think Ovechkin's is harder. I think Line is sneakier. Line could lead the league in goals, and uh, it's him. Him versus Matthews is going to be an interesting debate. Different types of players going to be deadly in different ways. I think. Absolutely, Ralph. Thanks for calling. Have a good night. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. All right, you still have uh, seven minutes for uh, the Santa's auction to come in. Lana Nordland to call in for the uh, Santa's Anonymous auction. Lana Nordland is the executive director of 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. All right, so what have we auctioned off today? We oh. did a Battle of Alberta package in the morning. That's right. So we did a foodie package. Uh-huh. Then we did, what did we do in the afternoon? What's a Hatchimal? A Hatchimal. Uh, well, it's in the other, it's in the studio. It's, it is the toy this year. And uh, we were lucky to have a couple donated to uh, to us. And so we auctioned them off and got $1,500 each. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a Furby thing. It comes in an egg and then it, it hatches eventually. And then you teach it to do things. Is it alive? Uh, it, it takes batteries. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, my my daughter was too young for the the Furbies, so I never went through that. <laughs> All right, uh, we gave us uh, away a suite for the semifinal round of the Ford World Curling Championship for ten people. That was provided by Northlands. We had a uh, family Jasper getaway for four. Are, are we? Are you at liberty to say how much we raised today through the auction? Um, pending the result of of uh, this. Pending one? the result of today, um, the. Al knows exactly how much we have. I know we've already broken last year's record, so which is impressive. Last year's record was 18-3, and right now we are at. Oh my gosh, is that that's with or without this last bid? With this last bid, so we're at. 21,000. 21, and hopefully to get us a, a little more if somebody wants to beat out Alyssa of $2,000 for the Sports Lovers Package. So that's awesome stuff. So, so many great things. Uh, yeah. Great things. Well, tell people what else Santa's Anonymous does 
I mean, is this the, the biggest fundraiser you have all year? What else do you do? There's there's many things that that we do. Uh, I'll spit it out. Uh, this is actually initiated by Chad and this and the staff here. Mm-hmm. Um, you folks also host a golf tournament. The radio station does, which is great. And then there's the motorcycle toy run, and there's a lot of things. This coming Saturday is actually another big one that the Kinsmen put on, and they have ten thousand dollars, and they're at the Gateway uh, Toys R Us store when it opens up, and you can help them shop for toys and they have one till and they run the toys through until they reach ten thousand dollars and then they bring them down to santa's oh nice yeah so it's lots of fun all right well five minutes left if anybody wants to bid Alyssa's uh, hanging on by a fingernail here 780-496-0063 for eskimo season tickets for oilers seats to a game and a mike riley autograph football i'm not going to make you figure out the oilers power play you're oh, you're busy. You. You're busy enough I'm, with have, the yeah yeah. My uh, my whiteboard is all full of other stuff right now. <laughs> the Big L is texted in. He says, "Read interesting comments about defensive focus of play, eroding scoring output." Made me think at the best that the best NHL example of an adaptable athlete has to be Crosby. Obviously a prolific offensive player, but look at his defensive performances during the Olympics and the Penn's Cup run last spring. He evolves as the game evolves. And this ability to adapt continues to be uh, coveted. Let's hope this is what's happening to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I still believe it is, and maybe Everly, but I doubt it with him. That is a text from the Big L. Well, you know, well, Crosby, natural talent, but you also have to have the attitude, right, to change. Crosby's face-offs were not good. First couple of years in the league, came back, determined to learn how to be better at face-offs. And he did, and now he's one of the strongest guys in the circle. So, look, it's just, what to me, one of the many things, not just how, how, it's not just about how do you help your team. I mean, that's the main thing. And even Latestu said it in the clip, I wasn't too concerned about the hat trick. He was more concerned about about uh, winning the game. But it's not just how do you help your team. It's, hey, let's face it, how do you keep yourself employed, Right. How do you keep yourself employed in the NHL? And we're going to hear from Ryan Garbett after the 7 o'clock news, and he's figured out not just how to keep himself employed in pro hockey, but how to keep moving up level after level. I love those types of stories. All right, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. The Raptors looking good tonight, leading the Lakers 71-54. That's three minutes into the third quarter. NHL tonight, only two games. They're coming up later. The Flames are home to the Wild. And then, of course, the Wild are here to play the Oilers on Sunday. The Canadians visit the San Jose Sharks. So, Oilers fans, you want Minnesota and Montreal to win on the road tonight so the Pacific Division teams lose. Your scoreboard is presented by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, visit crystalglass.ca. Oil Kings getting set to go at Rogers Place. They're about to host the Saskatoon Blades. Coming up, Ryan Garbett, Edmonton native, forward with the Anaheim Ducks. He'll tell his story when we get back. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. 